we've got here is... Two. Male. Receptionists. You know, it's not great when a comedian comes on stage and everybody's like, they're the opener and they come on and they're like, hey, how was everybody doing tonight? Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Man, I don't know. You know, I don't know. And they start in on like their low energy, like, man, I went and this person was like, mm, and, and this it takes all the energy out of their room <laughs> right away. Like, yeah. I get that you're not the comedy that's like, hey, everybody, what's up? We're going to have a good time tonight. But I'll tell you what, I went to the grocery store and there's bananas, bro. And he's like, it's just a. Even if that's not your energy, you can't you can't bring people down to a low energy to start because mm. it just doesn't and you can't do it to end. And so us, so that's what I was coming to realize. So uh, okay, so medium energy to end, medium it. to strong. As the as Hedberg says, he's like comedy. You gotta you gotta be you gotta start strong and you gotta end strong. You know, it can't be like pancakes, fucking amazing at the beginning. <laughs> By the end, you're sick of them. Well, that's that's like everything. In psychology, they call it the primacy and recency. Hmm. So the first thing that happens, you remember. The most recent thing that happens, you remember. Hmm. And you forget the stuff in the middle. Chronological snobbery is what they call it when something... Nobody does that. Huh? Yes, they do. Okay. P, therefore, yes, they do. I'm just saying. It's when, you know, something that happened or is, is more right, more valid because it happened first. Judaism. Hashtag. Yeah, people love the that. True, the true religion. People the love that. They're yeah. like, oh, God, if only I got there first. <laughs> Boy, do I love those Jews. I do. Can't help it. They're everywhere. <laughs> it's Los Angeles. But they're not everywhere. As we, when you come to talk they're to people. They're not. The, they're basically. When you come to talk to people in the middle of the country and they're like, I've never met a Jew. And you're like, what are you, where are you even from? What's that accent? Yeah, well, What'd then there's say? a Jewish guy in the corner like, don't tell him I'm Jewish. <laughs> Did I already make my daywalker joke? I think so. Okay. <laughs> Equating being a, a, a chosen person with being blade. Yes, because I'm half I'm half Jewish. I have all right. the strengths and none of their weaknesses. <laughs> and I can pass for normie. Oh god. I mostly just have their weaknesses and not the strength. <laughs> I'm poor. Oy. And uh, with a weird voice. I don't think you have a weird voice. No, but I'm poor. But, Boy, but am I. Lordy, I'm so poor. poor. That's going to be my shtick. Does someone do that? Not quite, right? Not exactly. Yeah, probably not exactly. Probably with good reason. Yeah. I mean, there's some shitty stuff out there, though. People would love a shtick. And on that note... I'm so poor, I do a podcast for free. Um, Intro music. Do rick a raw, do rick a do rick a right. Dance night. Cumbers. <laughs> uh, what did the what did the Jonathan Davies or whatever do? He would do like a weird. He would do like a voice solo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does that is that I don't know I didn't know yeah, who yeah. Were, I didn't know who Jonathan Davies was. I don't think that's his name, but that. it's something similar to that. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you know, you know it's, you just I get made up a name. You... His name's like uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, anyway, that it's X Croatian. Games. No, <laughs> um, it's Orange County in <laughs> that uh, that X Games CD had blind on it. Which was refresh pretty- my memory. I'm blind. 
so Blind was on their CD that came out before the one with Adidas on it. Yeah? It sounds pretty good. I don't recall it right away. Um, you know, the uh, the U- the Ukrainians, they wear a lot of those Adidas tracksuits. Uh, stereotypically, yeah. Yeah. It's because uh, everybody knows what Adidas actually stands for. It's uh, all day I dream of sovereignty. <laughs> it's one of those it's a Ukrainian, Russian... It's a Ukrainian nationalist joke for you, Johnny. That's pretty good. Thank you. I've been waiting for years <laughs> to use that. Well, it was it was from years ago. That's it doesn't really apply that much sure. anymore. Um, um, oh, see, here's a joke that was that was funny uh, two years ago. Please. Uh, uh, so, hey, what if Trump became president? <laughs> it's just not funny anymore. Yeah, it was funny. It was pretty funny at the time. What he actually won the Republican nomination. He won more than that. That was a knee slapper. Yeah, at the time, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so John John McCain yes w- was upset about uh, Putin's, Putin's annexation of the uh, Crimean Peninsula, or as uh, Trump and Putin call it, the Crimea River. Hmm, it's pretty good. Cry, cry! I'm pulling on my collar. Cry me! Oh, over. I'm sorry. I should have. I should have. <laughs> I should have been narrating that. No, if you can next time, just just do it. Say edit point crickets. Or I can just make the lead. Ooh, there, that would be better. If you could be my, who's that? Who's the jokester guy on Howard's turn with the sound effects? Uh, Fred. Fred. Fred's okay. the sound effects, I think. Okay. Then there's Jackie the Joke Man. Jackie the Joke Man. That's Although I'm, I think we're showing our age because I don't think Jackie the Joke Man's been on that show for like 28 years. I'm pretty sure he died of prostate cancer <laughs> 20 years ago. Nobody, nobody knows. No, no. Um, shouldn't make prostate cancer jokes. That's a real way to die. I'm. I think. Uh, They've got I, that one under control. They're pretty no, good about that one. I don't. I actually. I, I my know. dad almost. I forget what kind of cancer he had. He almost had a prostate. No, he he almost. I mean, he was cl- he was not. You know, his chances were not good. Ooh, pulling on the collar. Uh, but this was a while ago, so you know, it turned out okay. Oh, but I don't know if it was prostate or colon. But it was, you know, not fun. So what you're saying is make slightly fewer cancer jokes. No, I think I'm entitled to. to oh, make, okay. Because I'm. That means I'm. You know, genetically predisposed to it. So right. I, this yeah. is why the same way I ridicule the balds. <laughs> right. The balds. <laughs> They're just asking for. I don't it. think I've ever heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like gingers. It's fair to group them all into a a corner. <laughs> Shoot them. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's the easiest way to kill large quantities of people. Um. I would not want to be uh, harassed into a corner <laughs> and, and shot. Yeah, that's. I don't support that behavior. I mean, no that one. That was said in jest. Well, okay, you didn't really say anything there because you just said you wouldn't want to be cornered and shot. <laughs> that's not really a controversial. I mean, no listen, one wants listen. to be that one. This is the way you it, you you put up what something that sounds like remorse without right. ever saying I apologize because to admit to wrongdoing is that's not right. how you become president. No. Nope. Still my, working on that? Goal. Yeah. Okay. That's, my, that's, that's part of this podcast is reaching the people. How's that going? Poorly. <laughs> I don't know. You're the numbers guy, Johnny. Uh, you said somebody's from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, shout out there. to the guy in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Subscribe, please. 
split. I don't know. I'm what not is, sure. Subscriptions is that is that an important thing? It seems like that's the I that's think the so. Thing. But that I is the thing. I don't know if he. Yeah, I don't think I can tell if he if they subscribe or not. You know, it was somebody. It was the next door neighbor with one with uh, the dark webs IP. I don't know how that stuff works, John. We've mm-hmm. talked about this before. You get tore up. Yeah, you get tore up, as the kids say. Yeah. About vaginas. Ooh. That's a pretty good. Is that a Foley effect? Is that what you call? It sounded like something I added there. No, that was me um, starting a, a toy lawnmower. It's <laughs> 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 <That's> adorable. <laughs> Plenty more where that comes from. It's uh, toy monster trucks. Uh, okay, so you remember Power Wheels? I had a really cool experience the other day. Ooh. I was driving with some friends, and we saw a kid with a like a, a Power Wheel, which I didn't know they made those post-1993. Now, when uh, you say Power Wheels, I'm confusing two different things. How Power, power Wheels? Oh, Kidding. thank you for clarifying. Now, it's, no, because this it, this isn't one that you ride. Yes. It is the one that you it's ride. It's a little car for it's, children. Okay. Now, what's the little, little cars? Micro hot, machines? Hot Wheels. Oh, Hot Wheels, yeah. Power Wheels and Hot Wheels. That's easy to confuse. Thanks. Well, the they both, yeah, there's lots of things with wheels out there. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, a good point. Wheelbarrow? Wheelbarrow. It is wheel, barrow, right? Bro. Brower. It, it, but it's because I don't... Wheelbarrow? I can't say that. It is, it's wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow. But I can't say that with confidence. Wheelbarrow. Even though I know what it is. I still, somewhere, I'm afraid it's wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow? Barrow. Yeah. 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 I think I got it right that time. We should try to, you know, okay, wait, a, that, wait. that makes for a pretty good podcast. <laughs> no, hold on. No, no, no. Hold I on. have another word that we should try to say. Okay. Oblivious? Uh, I think <laughs> it's pronounced... Uh-huh. Yeah. Can I just explain the joke and like yeah. you can? So the joke was going to be I was going to say something that it obviously wasn't, um, such as I I believe it's pronounced. You realize Smith. You you really killed it though when you use the word obviously correctly in the setup. <laughs> Is that what killed it? No, because it's because it's not the same word. Um. Uh, okay. So so Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. No 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 no, 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 no. Hot Wheels. No, 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 no. No, what, no, what, no, no, what is it? It's four wheels. It's a child on four, four wheels. Square. So there's this wheel powerful. machine. So if you power remember wheels, the power wheels, yes. So the commercial, they would give thumbs up a lot. This is when thumbs up were really big. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, like around like, yeah, like 93, like everyone was doing the thumbs up. Just, um, a, just, just underneath the thumbs up, people were doing cut it out. Oh, that's way below though. There's several things <laughs> in between. Legit. Too legit to quit. Hi, hi. So I was with some friends. I saw him. I hadn't seen one in literally decades. And I was like, oh, my God, Power Wheels. I always wanted one. And then we were in a car with the windows up. And I made eye contact with the kid. I swear to God, he looked right at me and just gave me the thumbs up from the commercial that I know he hasn't seen. He was definitely not born. Wow. And it was a really special moment. Yeah. Um, It was like a real life commercial. (laughs) <laughs> it's a, it was a real it was life, a real life it was commercial. A real life nostalgic commercial. You're like, what? It's like uh, those people who uh, 
think they're being gang stalked. They're just hiring people to like create nostalgic moments in real life now. It really would not be worth the money because what am I gonna do by power wheels? Hi, I am Walter Mercado. Thanks for making the Psychic Friends Network the most popular psychic fund service in the entire world. All new, all improved, all knowing. That's right, the legend is back. Anytime, anywhere, you can connect with the Psychic Friends Network. Take out your cell phone and text the word FUTURE to 22428. You will be connected instantly to your very own gifted personal psychic friend. Still the best psychics now at the best prices. Get help finding the love, money or career you deserve. Text the word FUTURE to 22428. Satisfaction guarantee. Well, I'm trying to think of a transition, but let me tell you what I'm angry about. Oh, I, this, yeah, you you were angry about something when you were... And I'll tell you what, I was a little angry, Johnny. I wanted to rake you over the coals because I thought you were going to be here at 8 this morning, which meant I set an alarm, and then I was like... And then I thought you were going to be here at 9. Now, granted, you texted me something otherwise. You said, I'm going to walk from work is what you said <laughs> that's what i said you yeah. said in protest of public transportation that's correct and so i i kind of read that as like oh johnny's gonna be late and he'll be here at nine but that's not that's not what you said <laughs> um and i all like a housewife had breakfast ready for you and it was just cold and uh and i ate alone and i was all upset that's very sweet of you thanks um so i do not have a license for the next few weeks um, I, I don't know if we, I guess we could go into that, but well, I'll yeah. say that later. No, 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 no. Let's, let's take this. Okay. I just didn't want to get finish. sidetracked, but okay. No, we'll, we'll pick this up. We'll get into your dislike and distrust of public transportation quite, quite soon enough. But what brought you car owning individual to not being able to drive said car? Was it some, some sweeping acts of irresponsibility? Well, it was nothing that put anyone in danger. Uh, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but. So I, I, my, uh, my, you know, year tag things were expired. You didn't get the smog check. I did. Well, I, so I paid the registration. I attempted to get the smog check. It didn't pass. Although I must say it's a Toyota Camry. There's no smoke. Like you see things on the road all the time with like smoke billowing out. It's some technicality where like it's some part needed to be replaced. Those people are riding dirty, Johnny. I think that's what the song's about. I don't. I, it's just smoke blowing, blowing out the back of the car. Exhaust problems. That was the working title of that song. Anyway, I'm very poor, so um, mm-hmm. I didn't really have the money on hand, or I would have had to make unreasonable to me sacrifices in order to replace this part that would allow me to pass the thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I kept putting it off. Um, Did I you event- go to the DMV and get one of those 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 number tags that say like twelve? For the month of December, so you can drive it. Yes, I did. Okay. But when I got pulled over, then he, he asked for my license. I was going through Beverly Hills on the way home from work, by the way. Mm. And I think that was a mistake. Because um, yeah, your car doesn't belong there. It, no, that's exactly why. I think they're surprised when they see a white guy with glasses and they pull me over. They're like, oh, well, I guess, I guess I'm in this now. I mean, I still got to give you a ticket, but whew, that's weird. But, uh, but who, would they, who would they be expecting to see in your car, Johnny? Probably Pow Pow Power Wheels. ISIS. They really like Toyotas. God, um, how how stoked would a cop be if he, <laughs> if he pulled someone over for expired tags and ended up busting license? a terrorist? Oh that's, my, oh, that's my ISIS ID. Let me take <laughs> that one back real quick. 
Oh man. Anyway, so my this happened on the thirteenth. Uh, not any time. Anyway, thirteenth of the month. Uh, my birthday was on the fifth. Mm. Uh, I did not realize my license had expired. This is so eight days prior to the event. My mm-hmm. license had expired. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was technically driving without a license. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing as if I had just not had a driver's license at all and was just driving around. Um. But then also I failed to appear for my court thing. Now, did he let you drive home? Yeah. That's kind of funny, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, because you can go to jail for driving on a suspended license. I guess he, I've I, done. He wasn't as much of a dick as he could have been, but he also could have let me go for an eight-day... He was a dick. Um, I mean, were you... Uh, were you um, Following the rules there, Johnny? Were you breaking the law? Not well, only in the ways that I've already described. So minutely, then, yes. Y- yeah. Okay, then. So why was this guy a dick, Johnny? For doing his damn job and enforcing said law? Z- yeah, no, that's exactly why. So, I, I, yeah, I, didn't, I did not appear because... <clears throat> when I, you... Was uh, it because of the same reasons, the reasons you did not appear in, in court? Yes. Was it by any chance the same reasons you did not recognize that your license had expired? Marijuana? Is that what I, mean? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, well, I mean, it's it's an open ended question. There, I, I don't think so because I, I think the license was just honestly there was no way I was gonna know that. The, uh, I felt at the time like I had done it relatively recently. Um, I, it was just not on my radar whatsoever. That's one of those things, though. You're just supposed to like feel a disturbance in the force and then you yeah you and try. i didn't feel it wow okay um that's because you've, you've, you've shut out the force johnny <laughs> yeah recently you need, to, you need to open yourself up to it the other thing definitely was more of an active i was more of an active participant in my demise uh my downfall mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm unfamiliar with this type of behavior but please do elaborate well, it is kind of an interesting psychological thing that I've observed in myself, and I'm going to try and uh, extrapolate to you know derive some greater meaning. But a lot of uh, people in bad situations make bad decisions, and that's one thing that allows uh, you know, I mean, for instance, like a more wealthy white person to look at someone not doing well and be like, well. You know, it's because he does this. He just needs to pull himself up by his bootstraps, which isn't entirely false. But uh, there is like an implication that we're in control, which I I think humans are very much more susceptible to forces other than just our own like innate willpower. And uh, I've noticed it in myself, certainly at different points in my life, just being more or less able to make rational choices. And um, I would think when you're poor and you're under stress, you are more likely to continue to make choices that are going to, you know, continue that trend. I definitely feel better about my decision-making and my decision-making process when I'm flush with cash. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's great when I make those. You know what? I do feel better. I did your back's not up against the wall and you're like, yeah. yeah. Well, there's, I mean, there's the very like practical thing, which is like you can put money in your 401k when you have extra money, stuff like that. But there's also just like, I think a real psychological element where it's like, 
Um, well, I, I remember hearing someone once talk about, uh, like, having a child. She was a single mother, and she said, so, and, you know, she was in a bad situation financially and whatnot. Oh, I thought you just meant because she had a child. Yeah, <laughs> we've covered that pretty thoroughly. I suppose so. But um, she said something about when you're in a shitty situation, like, you do something like have unprotected sex that's going to, you know, dig you deeper into this hole because your mind just needs to escape to something for a second. Like, you can't handle thinking things through in the way you would otherwise. You need to be away from this reality. Um, whereas if you are comfortable in the reality, then you can navigate it more effectively. This is true. This is true. This is why, although I, I, I think that basically I read this Michael Crichton book, Travels, it's this nonfiction thing, and he was advocating for seeing a shrink just as a scientist talking about how you can't... You're, it's fucking you can't, thick. It's just, for those out there, it's a Contigo coffee mug. You know, they kind of have a basic shape to them that... Uh, that Contigo... They, They've tested out on on monkeys, and they were able to use it fine. We with us, or we go, or something like that. With bring it with you, something like that. Yeah, one of those. Something like that. I think I said it somewhere in there. I personally use a zojirushi, and it's the best. I call it my second girlfriend. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's got an elephant. Oh, on are it. you talking about it's the blind just- swordsman? No. Is that Uichi the Blind Swordsman? No, Zojirushi. Ah, okay. It's my coffee mug, damn it, and it's the best. Did you name your coffee mug? No, it just has the name on it. That's the. It says Zojirushi. That's the, it's the type of company. It's the company, damn Are you no, familiar with Zadowichi the Blind Swordsman? Yes, of course okay. I am. Okay, all right. Are you familiar with Ip Man 3? No, <sighs> I'm not. You bested me there. All right. So public transportation, <laughs> you end up having to take this public transportation because you're, you're, you're just an unwa- unwashed vagrant at I this made point. poor life decisions. Mm-hmm. So, yes, for the rest of the month, it is, what is it now, the 11th? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so starting on the 6th. You get your period. Generally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know I was pregnant. Okay, so the 6th to the 30th, I'm not going to have it. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking the bus. Now, I don't think we ended up putting it in the episode, but I think maybe we'll have a little flashback clip to my feelings about the bus from a month ago, which were already not great. Yeah. I, but but we had some fun with it. I talked about riding the bike and stuff. You know, it was still something. And I think I may have told you the story of my Chinese fire drill on the bus. <laughs> um, I don't remember. Go ahead. Oh my goodness! I I mean, this it's a whole thing, really. It, uh, well, maybe if you think we said it, I can put it in. Yeah, it's about how there was a crazy person that got on the bus, and then the bus had to like pull over and wait for the cops to get there. But then another bus came up to like take everybody else off this bus, so like on the grassy area of Beverly Hills. So like all like most of this bus got on, got off this one bus to get onto the second bus but so did the crazy person that like <laughs> so then we all landed up on the second bus 
But then this person, the crazy person got on, so that bus driver wasn't going anywhere because the crazy person was on the second bus. Meanwhile, the first bus turns back on its engine, and we realize that that bus is about, the original bus is about to take off, and now the second bus is going to stand there and wait for the cops because the person's on this bus now. So, like, half of us scramble off again, the second bus to get back on the original first bus. And, uh, and so does the crazy person. And so, but, that, <laughs> but the first bus driver is wise at this point. So it's like, hell no. I mean, keeps that person out the door. But we, we lost at least in this ridiculous Chinese fire drill. I don't know if that's a racist term. Like, like, yeah, oh, no, I, it I was gypped. Um, yeah, it's like, uh, I think it's worse than gypped. Is it? I think so only because gypped is so, well, I want to say it makes it more acceptable. Maybe it makes it actually worse, but I was going to say it's, such a common phrase that I don't think people think about gypsies when they say it. That's true. But then when you actually do say the word Chinese when you say Chinese fire drill. You definitely think Chinese. You do think Chinese. Okay. Uh, all right. <clears throat> we did one of those things. I mean, I don't even understand the reference. Like, I don't Chinese either. Fire drill. I, I don't like, know. What, I the, don't is that know working I, off of a stereotype? That, I uh, don't think so. I think a lot of stuff is like an Indian burn. Like a lot of that stuff is just huh. people just people just add something to make it. They're just like so desperate to be racist, they'll just add something to it. It makes no sense. Or Indian tagging. You know, you're playing like softball and like you can hit the person with the ball and they're out. You ever play that? Or you know whatever. No. So I mean, I do remember the Indian rug burn. Yeah, the yeah, Indian burn. You just twist somebody's. You just tw- yeah on their forearm. But then, uh, yeah, they would call it like if you're playing a, 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 I don't know, what's the like the big kickball? You're playing kickball or something. If you tag them in between when they're running to the base, they call it Indian tags. Mm. Anyhow, we lost about half of the population of this bus and then it just left another. I thought you were going to say half the podcast. Half the podcast. Yeah, we lost half of our... We certainly lost... I would like to apologize. I also think it's funny that, like, they just thought they could fool the crazy person, I guess, or, like... I did, I did watch this. This person was a... I watched... I was standing at, at, the, at a bus stop about to take some public transportation, um, and this person walked across the traffic to the gas station across the street with with what seemed to be... And I'm just going out on a limb because it was like a, I don't know, like a cherry Coke bottle or something like that. But I want to just say, based on this person's behavior as well, it was filled with scissor. P- <laughs> I was trying to make you do a. That's the most racist it. thing you've said today. Uh, no, it's not. I want to say it was scissor, Johnny. Okay, I believe you. Uh, okay, and so they walked across the street and attempted to break into a BMW that was parked oh, there. I've never seen someone do they that. They looked at the windows and they were trying the handles, and it was like. 8.30 in the morning and the sun was up. We, there's a few of us just watching this person. They like stopped traffic to walk across the street. And then after failing to break into this car all casually, yeah. walked back across stopping traffic and stood at the bus stop with us. And we're like, oh, I really hope this person doesn't get on the bus with us. Oh, that's amazing. Because they were also talking to themselves and, you know. Sure. You know, like you do. And so when they did get on the bus, we were like, oh, rats. <laughs> and then... By the time we, we made it, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, the bus driver's like, enough of this, and pulled over to the side, and we were just waiting there, and we're like, so, after like five minutes of that, when they don't say anything, you're like, I guess some, some cops are coming or something, but this bus ain't going anywhere. So then the time the next one pulled up, we're like, let's go! And then, and then madness ensued. <clears throat> it must have taken a lot, because bus drivers have to deal with a lot of Ooh, shit. Oh, yeah! So, for them to pull over... 
It uh, depends on the bus driver. I feel like I've seen I've seen it up to their discretion a lot of times. I mean, it is. You've so. seen it more than once where they pulled over? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'm not aware of this whole side I, of... Oh, my God. I mean, I took it I took it for like three years out here. And, I mean, there was times where the bus driver would just pull over, get off, not say anything. And like, <laughs> is this ride over? What's going on? No, I, no answers. You just sit there for a while until eventually you decide to get off yourself and start walking. That's happened more than once. Um, yeah. Wow. Weird. All sorts of weird. One time, just smoke started billing out the back and the bus driver pulled over also didn't say anything <laughs> the lights just kind of went off the bus driver got off the bus and then when snow smoke started coming everybody else was like well i guess we should get off this bus well as much as i mean part of me does also think okay well they they put up with a lot of shit their job is hard oh yeah i think uh that is also an example of i would say uh something being less than professional uh, as far as their conduct you know i think it's reasonable to say something yeah. Uh, if you're just gonna leave, because there's plenty of other people who aren't doing anything, presumably, who would probably benefit from that knowledge. I think that there's about fifty-fifty the breakdown of the the bus drivers in Los Angeles that embrace that as a leadership position. Mm-hmm. You know, that are feel like they're captain of the ship and go. You know what? The safety and of these passengers, <laughs> mm-hmm. I care about that. I value that they have places to go. I value their time. I'm going to be a captain of this ship. And sometimes, you know, and they crack the whip at the at the people acting crazy, or at least, you know, within reason, they'll, they'll say things. They have a mic, sure. you know? The most they can do is say things. Hey, move to the back. We got people that get out, get on this bus, you know? Mm-hmm. Move to the back, damn it. I don't like people that sit in the aisle and try to try to block the window seat. I don't care how old, how old you are, lady. You sit against the window. Or I'm just going to go... In a crowded here. one, right? Huh? No, Always? Always? Cause I'll do that if there's like plenty of others. No, no, it's okay. If okay. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what though. If there's plenty of other, say, because because if, if everybody takes that mindset, see, all the there could be half the buses available to sit down, and all of them could be window seats that are blocked in, right? And that's he, funky. Well, then I would start scooting over. I th- I'd like to think. Right. So it's not just about the open the amount of open seats. It's there's got to be enough open seats that are available in the aisle where some where they can see it readily and go. Well, I'm a, I'm an old person. I. I see a seat available. I'm going to sit down. Not that I'm going to have to pester some young person in headphones and go, can I, can I squeak my old kneecaps by you? Well, we're also talking about not the handicapped area. No. But I do feel a responsibility to sit against the window. Hmm. Because, because yeah, but then you've also got the thing where like you, you got to look out for yourself, man. I mean, the other thing is you're sitting there and then the crazy guy comes and just sits right next to you totally unnecessarily with everything else empty. Oh yeah, that's the risk you got. And then take. you're just trapped cuz I've been in some bad situations with some angry people who just sat next to me. Yeah, but that's why you have headphones and sunglasses and a refillable bottle of water. What's the bottle of water for? Cuz you get thirsty. Oh, okay. <laughs> and some sunscreen. Always some good sunscreen. to have sunscreen. No, and the head you don't even have to have your phone. You just put the headphones and you throw the end of it in your no, <laughs> Come on. Like we all know that trick. We all know that. <laughs> <clears throat> then what are you complaining about? At those moments, you'd be grateful that the crazy person is sitting next to you instead of that nice young lady sitting by herself. Mm. You're doing a community service there. All right. I mean, I like that angle. That's generally how I try to think about it because, yeah, because there's a lot of people that don't give up their seat for the damsels of all ages, and uh, and they should at least offer. And so, I don't know. I, the bus is one of those environments where I definitely feel a responsibility to... 
act chivalrously. Oh, I think it is incumbent upon you, if I'm using that correctly, uh, to do so because it is a bit of a war zone. So, yes. <laughs> you know, it's it's when th- that type of thing really becomes more necessary. Yes. You need to actually look out for other people. Yeah. So, bus. Bus. So I'm going to take the bus to work, mm-hmm. right? I look it up, uh, find my number and everything. It's number 16. I go plenty of time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, I'm not late is what I'm saying. That's not the issue in case that was going to come up later. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Well, it might. You don't okay, know. Okay, yeah. So bus 16 pulls up. I get on. We're on for a little while. Uh, he pulls over at some point. The lights, I forget if they go on or I guess they went on. But he goes, this is the last stop. And I look around and no one's there. And I'm like, this isn't where we're supposed to transfer. It's Santa Monica and Camden or wherever it was. And he, he's like, oh, no, that's the other 16. So the only way to know, and it certainly doesn't say anything about this on the website, it'll have the number and then below it'll say, like, you know, the destination or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Which, the thing is, it only says one of the stops, so you really only pay attention to that if it's not the most relevant piece of information. It's still a bus that says 16. It's still going in the direction you need to. Yes. It was not like going east instead of west. Yeah. It was within like two minutes of the time the other one was supposed to be there. It said 16. How hard would it be to put a B? 16B. Or, you know, God forbid, a different fucking number. Well... They do this in the Santa Monica Boulevard as well with the 704. 704 Santa Monica, and it goes all the way from, like, downtown to Santa Monica, like the water, just about, and, like, 3rd and Broadway. And then they have uh, one that's 704, and at the bottom of it, it says Westwood, and it takes a left on Sepulveda and stops there. And people are like, yo, I got on the 704, and then it doesn't get them to the water, and they're always like, what gives? And it happens... Because that's where I would get off for work. Is That worked out well for me, actually. I could take the 704 and get off right at Sepulveda. It'd be fine. But then half the people that would like waited there would be, be pissed off. Exactly. And, and I did have to ask for it now that you can get a transfer. You, you could ask the bus driver so you don't have to pay the fare twice when this happens. Yeah, but at that point, I was like, I have... Anyway, mm-hmm. so I think we've established they know people make the mistake. It's really about the principle of it. It's not like it was the worst fucking thing in the world, but it's a thing that could be so easily corrected, and they just don't give a fuck. Are you sure that it could be so easily corrected? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I don't know all the logistics. Uh, You don't, Johnny. You don't. But I've already... You're you're, you're assuming that it could could be an easy fix. Oh, it could be easy to to make another subway line in in New York City. What do you know? Look, you throw a B on there. You throw an A. 16A. Throw a B for a billion dollars because that's how much it's going to cost. How much it costs to add a letter (laughs) to the sign or a different number, as I said. But look, I'm just spitballing. I don't work for them, but I'm pretty sure if I did, I could come up with something. Especially given the fact we've established this is a mistake people make frequently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, the bus driver could have said something when I was fumbling with my tap pass 
And I was like, I specifically said to him, I've never used, it's my first time. And I said, I've never used one of these before. Is this how, like, am I doing it? Like, it was very clear I had not, I did not know what I was doing. It's very clear you still don't. I, well, I, and I never will because I'm not taking, okay. So then next morning, oh, I'm like, all right. You get your feelings hurt. All right. Taking the big old scary bus. So, hey, <laughs> I attached my bike to the front of a bus before. Wow. You know, I've done that before as well, and I had to have help. And I was very embarrassed when the bus driver came off the bus to help me attach it. And then I had to get back on the bus with the bus driver, and it was very full, and everybody was looking at me like, you made that bus driver get off the bus to help you fasten that bike? You couldn't do it all by yourself? And I was like, no, guys. I was scared. I was nervous. I knew all of you were waiting. Sorry. Go ahead. So the next morning, I look up a route. I go. I wait for it. I use so there's like multiple. I just googled something along the lines of L.A. bus schedule was trip plan or something like that. I used a nextbus.com. Nextbus. Nextbus.com. Okay, well I have no need to remember that, but um, I do appreciate it. Yeah. I waited, didn't come. Waited ten minutes, didn't come. Nothing's coming this time. I had that Uh, problem last night. Yeah. You know, twenty five minutes go by. Eventually, I I just say forget it so i well first i i look at my google maps thing because they have their transit thing mm-hmm. i see it's going to take about an hour but at this point i don't have a lot of faith in you know the accuracy of these types of things i'm like oh it's like six miles to get home you can walk about a mile and 20 minutes so it, it takes about two hours to walk home at this point the extra hour i'm just gonna fucking walk home and so i did I was very angry about it, and I felt very uh, self-righteous. That was about to say there's a because I've I've walked home before too. What after bus and I I when I had the ability to take another bus and I was that or, or you know hypothetically I knew it was going to be on the way and uh, and at that point you're like you know what no faith in this system yeah and you end up dare I say Johnny in that moment of distress making a poor decision. You doubled down because you really, a lot of times, you could still probably get home within close to an hour, but you took two hours to walk because you're being self-righteous I, yeah, I and think angry. It's a risk management to, thing, too, though. I knew at that point, if I tried to take a bus and once again it failed, I don't know. Like, I might, we not might not be having this conversation now. <laughs> you know... I'll give you that. I'll give you that because I've had those moments before too. I was like, I'm about, I'm about to cry as an adult. <laughs> Sheer frustration. I'm about to explode. And I'm not going to cry. I'm going to punch something. Yeah, that, that's like the dangerous an ang- part. Like an angry <laughs> white teenager, I just need to go up to my bedroom and punch a hole in the wall. Yeah, and I can't do that right now. This is why post postal workers, you know, go on rampages. Do you punch things? No, no, yeah. I have, yeah, but I don't. Okay, you know, a couple times in the angry youth, but not like post. Just some boxing. <laughs> that doesn't count. That's not what I'm talking about. Well, you punch. There's sometimes anger involved, but no, I wouldn't say no. I don't punch things. All right, I'd be embarrassed as uh, to to no. What do you do? Mm, you podcast punch, you kick things <laughs> i just i try to find a patch of dirt and i go out there like a major league um coach 
I kick a lot of dirt like I'm yelling <laughs> at an umpire. I was I was those, imagining dusting off a lot the of those plate, tiny but that's, kicks. The, that's not the that's those the tiny little ferocious kicks. Yeah. <laughs> I always like the like the staccato nature of that style dust up. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. It's pretty great. Um it is definitely I've never felt more bad about being a male than when I break something out of anger. Exactly. That's what I was trying. I couldn't quite get the words there, but it does have to do with masculinity a little bit. Like if I were to punch something these days, I'd be like, well, especially if like, I, I, I don't know, somebody witnesses <laughs> your, your moment of anger. They'd be really ashamed. But I've definitely had that, you know, that times where like a drawer or a door won't work or something like that. <laughs> right. like, yeah! You know, you're having a bad morning when you're expressing emotions toward inanimate objects. Yeah. You know? And I definitely have those mornings. It usually is the morning when it happens. I mean, they also serve a purpose, though. I mean, emotions must have evolved because they did something for us. So (laughs) I've noticed that I do get things done when I get angry. I'm like, God damn, I'll just take out the trash or whatever. You know, like... Like makeup sex? I mean, that's not something that needs an excuse as much. I mean, more like a task that you wouldn't do otherwise. Mm. Regular sex. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I only do makeup. I also First, have an she makes me look beautiful. <laughs> then we sex. There's three hours of mocking, and then we make up. Um, so I decided to give another chance though, right? I'm a, I'm a reasonable guy. I'm not unreasonable, uh, at least in this regard. Okay. So night rolls around again, going to work, 16. I look it up again, make sure. Yep, 16. All right, not going to fool me again. I know what to look for, the little thing that says the destination. So I go, uh, the one that came by before comes. I go, no, that's Cedars. Not going to fool me again. So I wait. There's no other bus that comes. It's just that one. That's the only one that comes. I wait about 20 minutes. Nothing else comes. That's the bus. That's the bus. And uh, this is all according to their website. Um, so three times in a row, it w- I had looked it up individually each time, and every time the information I received was incorrect in some form or another. I would recommend talking to your bus driver. I'm not gonna say that uh, that you were incompetent. It sounds like like they were, but a lot of times, if I really wanted to get to the bus, because after a lot of waiting around, and sometimes I'll tell you there is up to a 30 minute wait in between buses, or up to an hour. It's true, um, but I, if I really wanted to get to the bottom, I'd finally be like, "Yo, like, is there a certain hour where this other one isn't coming?" Because What's going on? Because the because there's the Metro Rapid that runs in the 704, which you know skips a bunch of blocks, and then there's the four, which only goes to Sepulveda for a certain part of the day. But then at, after like 11 o'clock at night, it's actually the four that that runs the whole length, and the 704 doesn't even run. So you actually are looking for the four, which it, it's 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 a mess. Okay, fair. I mean, probably I would benefit from it, but two out of the three times it wasn't even on the table because it just wasn't showing up. The second time it didn't show up at all. The third time I knew it was the wrong bus. So, I mean, I could have poked my head in and asked him, but I I mean, it was nowhere nearby anyway. Yeah. Um and I it wasn't like I was looking at a table or something. Like it was the thing it says, you know, at, arrive by or whatever, like leaving today at this time. 
So it wasn't like, oh, no, we're not running this day. I mean, it was, but it wasn't, that was not incorporated into the information on their website. So I'm uh, now only walking uh, in protest for the rest of the month. I'm uh, hoping to publicize this. I'm declaring war against L.A. Uh, Well, I, I should choose my words carefully. I don't know exactly what to call them. I don't want to incorporate other things that aren't like, you know, a metro line or something that's unfairly part of it. I don't know the terms, but I'm talking about buses. I'm talking about L.A. buses. I'm at war with you. How you thought about the metro? I don't know the difference, but at this point, look, I'm at war with one of them, so I don't think that's going to go very well. I guess my only final question is, did you get your feelings hurt on the big scary bus? I absolutely did. <laughs> Well, I mean, one time I did. The other times, I did not have the opportunity to have my feelings hurt on the bus because the bus did not show up. When, and actually, the first time, it did not either. Yeah. Now, I recognize the system has failed you repeatedly. And, 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 and it seems in close proximation to each other the, the, the times this happened. So, like, I understand the frustration. But if you're experiencing repeated frustration because the system repeatedly fails you, that's public transportation in Los Angeles. <laughs> that well, is, that, yeah, exactly. That is it. It's terrible. It is terrible. And I already didn't like it. Right. But now we, let's We you, already joked about it, but did, now I really fucking hate it. Now actually having to, to do, having done it. Let me tell you this. Well, thing. no, it's, it's the now it's really fucked me. It's not just I had to sit next to a crazy guy. It's, right, right. Um, Somebody smoked crack next to me once. Okay, well, that does make it a little better. <laughs> <laughs> that does... <laughs> Puts a few points he in there. He was a young person. Okay, I was wondering who the father of my baby was. All right, let's take a look. I'm solely searching for the father of your baby. Oh, it's the one that's very unpleasant. Sure. I don't know how the baby looks just like him. Yes, he does. Yeah, so you were in denial because he has a funny little chin, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah. In Mecca, Arabia. I'm looking for a private island. What are you running away from? Why do you ask that? People never run away from anything. You know what I think? I think that we're all in our private traps, clamped in them. And none of us can ever get out. We scratch and, and claw, but only at the air, only at each other. And for all of it, we never budge an inch. Every time I was a little nervous, I mean, first it was just sort of a joke, but then I kept it in the car just to see. And any time I was a little bit like you know, dubious about whether I could do it or not. I was never over the limit. That's not a terrible idea to keep something like that in the car. Yeah. But the thing is that then I realized like, okay, well, it's more important to just feel how safe I feel. Cause like if you, are, I mean, I guess everyone's different. Maybe some people, but if you're like, if you're, if you feel like you need to get out the breathalyzer where you're like, I don't know, then maybe you shouldn't be driving. 
Probably. But the point is, legally, you can still be driving, in my experience. Hmm. How about about driving while high on that marijuana? Because there's a lot of, you see these signs out here now. It says, like, driving while high, get you a DUI, it's on the highway. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also not like a. I mean, the a, logistics. A test for that. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a different thing. Uh, that's not a moral thing, but yes, I don't. Right. They, like, I think for them to make that stand, you would have to be so fucking blazed that. Or probably just be. I mean, I think like a lot of people just smoke while they're driving. So true. you just catch somebody. It's like an open container thing. You're like, uh, nope. No officer. No, that's from before. <laughs> yeah open container but um <clears throat> i think it's probably i don't even think it probably does impair you it, it's but you know there's that thing that like that high school thing would be like dude i'm a better driver when i'm high i'm sure you heard people say that that is humorous and yes i have it's a, it's like a video game. I'm like so into it, and I'm, I'm like, like slow. I'm totally I'm like safe. Slow, bro. I'm like slower than when I'm not high. There is a uh, woman that I know who is um, an upstanding member of society in most regards, and she made that comment uh, about six months ago, and I lost a lot of respect for her immediately. I was like, "What are you, seventeen? Just chill." Um, I'm a better driver when I'm high. Haven't you? I mean, there's like a Wendy's. Com- no, it's not a Wendy's commercial. They're like getting some Wendy's. There's some guys getting some munchies at a Wendy's drive-through, and the guy takes his foot off the parking. You know, they're getting the food. Oh, when he kills the person? Yeah, and then he, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's a Wendy's kills, commercial. Kills somebody on a bike, and then it's yeah. like Wendy's, Jimmy <laughs> Bacon Cheeseburgers. <laughs> I think that's how it ends. Yeah, no, I, I think they teamed up with the anti-drug thing, and they're like, no, two birds, one stone. Yeah. Two birds, one stoner. There were two people in the car. Otherwise, yeah, it would have worked I pretty guess. well. There were, uh, Those Jack in the Box commercials have a lot of, like, come here when you're high. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's written all over the commercials. It's really funny. It, it's to the point where... Hey, that drive through. Come here when you're high. And the munchie meal is like their thing. Oh, but, that is a thing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's like it's their up their like big thing. Yeah, it's it's over the. T- it's like a post irony thing. Yeah, you know, I I don't know. I'm sure you could write a whole like uh, dissertation about it. Like it's like third wave irony. I don't even fucking know. But it's or it's there's nothing ironic about it. It's yeah, just... it's just exactly what you'd expect. <laughs> <laughs> It's absent irony, actually. Yeah. Um, I thought Fourth Meal was good marketing. Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fourth Meal is good. I think about the, the Hobbits. And they're like, you don't have second breakfast. I had some good Fourth Meal times, though. You know, I'm glad those days are behind me as well. If you get like 10 to $12 of fast food regularly when you decide to get fast food, it's not good. It's too much. That's going, hey, let's, let's glutton out for a bit. It's like then you get a whole, you get one of the meals. And then you get some add-ons. You know what I'm talking about? Where you get like, what if you go to a place and you got a value meal, right? And you get the the three taco, the two chalupas, and the soft taco in the drink, or you get the the cheeseburger and the fries, and then you go, and I'm gonna get the double cheeseburger afterwards, or I'm gonna get the two extra soft tacos. Churros for That's, me. Would yeah, be okay, the... yeah, yeah. That's when you're starting to really indulge the American 
glutton kind of uh, ideal. Yeah, it, you know, it's funny. Um, when Super I size me when I was walking home, I almost stopped for a cookie, and I had what has become a novel experience for me. And I was like, you know what? I don't need it. And I realized that hasn't even been on my radar for quite some time. Like, even the thought of, like... Not needing a cookie? Not, not, like, you know. It's not like I have been surprised by my health declining. (laughs) Like, I just lost... Because I've been very surprised. I I lost any... um, Will to live actively. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. actively. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to die, but I mean, I'm not going out I'm of my not, way. To... I'm not seizing the day, so to speak. <laughs> but okay, so yeah, anger. I, I think anger, as I mentioned, it can be a motivating force. I, I think I have to embrace personally. I think anger is kind of my thing. And I well, can I honestly give me your opinion? I, I probably, I'm guessing. Hmm. You wouldn't say that's like a defining thing about me. You probably don't see me as being very angry. Is that correct? No, I'd say more like. Okay, yeah, we'll just fill in the no, joke no, no, there. No, let me uh, let me speculate yeah, okay. on your shortcomings right. for a moment. All right, yeah, keep it coming. Lethargy. Yeah, that's much more what you see. Angst. Angst. Yeah. Which is getting a little closer to anger. Exactly. But I think that used to be like my thing like in high school. Like it was like my jo- like my comedy. It'd be like, I'm so angry about this. <laughs> like I remember we were- I'm so angry I caught the rye. That's an angst joke. <clears throat> so yeah, like at one time I was buying a thing in a store and uh my friend told me not to buy the three dollar insurance on the coffee maker. And uh, he kept arguing with me, and I said, "God damn it! I just want the three dollar insurance." But I did it to be funny, you know. That's like that's like my shtick. Uh, I guess like uh, who's that? Who's that guy who wore the hat and he was fat? He was a, he, he was a preacher in a former life, comedian. Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison, like that type of thing. Uh, all these people starving in Africa, starving in Africa. All these people. Why don't they try living where the food is? It's funny that that's the joke that came to mind too. That's like his thing, but I think it's not. It's not a great joke, really. No, but it's it, it's easy because he shouts at the end of it. But I do think he's a good comedian. Yes, it's just that's the thing that people know about him. I guess because that was Bill like Hicks, the controversial Bill Hicks, thing. The Dark Prophet, very angry. Yeah, if you like anger, but that's I guess I think that's more angsty. It's not anger. He's not breaking anything he's not that kind of angry he's the kind of angry where it just festers and becomes cancer at age 32 yeah right well i don't know how angry you are or how cancerous well i'm talking about him i don't know how old he was but i know he was not old no i'm not sure either he's one of those people like like jimmy though that had to go uh jimmy hendrix we're not on the first name basis pardon (laughs) me that had to go over to like london to blow up and then come back what? Are you equating going to London with getting cancer? No, I'm going over there to, to to receive your dues for people to recognize your genius. Then you come back to America and go, told you so. Okay. I mean, maybe, but totally not Anyways. relevant to what we were saying. No, not in the slightest. <clears throat> but a uh, nice observation. Thank you. Apparently, he went to London at some point, I've, I'm guessing, from that. Yeah. 
I just wanted to let you know that I'm a you what, know I know things. Yeah, I'm a learned individual. Mm-hmm. That's one way to put it. Be impressed. No, I am. You're welcome. Um, so you were saying that you're an angry shit. I think I need to embrace the anger because I think that's how I personally, you know, for right or wrong, and it's probably wrong, uh, that's how I have learned to get things done. That was the model that I saw uh, growing up. I mean, not to imply that uh, I saw anyone get anything done, but um, I did see people get angry. So uh, I have found that... or angst, you know, whatever. But I, I'm, I display ten things that l- might appear as unhappiness in times of my life where I'm actually like doing better. Yes, uh, because because you're getting shit done and you're it, accomplishing that through anger. Yeah, because I'm ups- I'm not satisfied with what's going on. Yeah, no, that definitely. I, I was wondering about this in terms of a uh, feeling of, of accomplishing things. Let's talk. Let's take about working out, for example, right? Something that you and I could stand to do a little bit more of. Sure, but we both have we've, at times. We've done it before. We know what it's like. I've known people who've also done it without stopping, ever. Um, so uh, I feel like when you get into it at first, when you're starting to work out, there's um, some people get like a feel great uh, for exercising, and there's kind of like a, a positivity that's like we're gonna go do this, and there's just like this good pump up type of feeling. Right. And other people, it's like if you're doing a bench press or something like that, and you're just like, Argh! and you're gonna use all that anger that yes. you have to to push through it. And I think that that's okay. And I think that there's a big part of like of accomplishing something for no other reason. I find that like at the onset, it helps for me to want to disprove the haters, right? I use some of that. I use that anger where I'm like, these people doubt me. And fuck those people. I'm going to do this. And and I'll use some of that anger. But then I feel like uh, Eddie Izzard, the stand-up. Not a natural stand... You know, not a natural athlete, you might guess, by looking at him. Okay. Uh, but maybe. I was just a little judgmental there. But he ran the marathons, right? He was running the marathons, right? And so... And he was doing it for the chitlins, for the little kids, for the sick children or something. And so you... But he was just raising money and he was... But he ran a bunch of marathons. And I, I was thinking about, like... It's kind of cheating. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I could run a bunch of marathons if I was doing it for sick children. That's funny. And so, that, there, I think that's another level of accomplishment is where altruism, right? Where you're like, I'm doing this for somebody that's not me. And right. I feel like, uh, and, and then the anger is definitely about you. And it can be about other people or outside forces and stuff. But I feel like that sometimes in order to, to get into what works for accomplishing things for you, into your own drive mode... Sometimes you have to have an evolution of whatever. You might have to start with an altruistic feeling or a start of this exercise feel good for me. Maybe you end up at anger and you're like, yeah, we did that. And and you're really angry by the end for some reason. I don't know. I like to put anger at the onset, but I don't know. I feel like that there's there's a different levels of, of, of using anger or of using altruism or of using, I don't know, caring or. I got a little confused when, when you said you end up there. What were you saying about you end oh, up? Oh, I just think that a lot of times through this range of emotions that people harness to accomplish, to feel accomplished, or to actually get in their own drive mode. Right. I think that uh, you can't do all the emotions at once. And for different people, they might have a different different layers of those emotions. That anger might be, you know, at the beginning. Oh, and you end up and, satisfied. And, and, yeah, and you end up satisfied or altru- but or altruism is at the beginning and you end up angry, you know? And 
and it's yeah. a different process for different people. <laughs> Even though we're wrestling with the, the same emotions, really just to get shit did. I, I mean, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I still don't know if I quite get like the beginning and end part. But I certainly think that uh, people have different ways of getting things done and different emotions so, that like, they harness. I'm doing, I'm doing ten, a set of ten bench presses, and and in sets, you know, one through three, I'm really angry, and I'm thinking, you know. I hate the world, and I'm right. gonna and I get, get, get I that guess out I'm just sets. confused with the idea of someone who starts off altruistic and ends angry. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that person either. I don't trust them. Okay. Um, but so, so the first, you know, one one through three or four, I'm angry and I hate the world. Right then, four through through seven, I feel sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. in the groove, and I and I, it's a hundred percent lust and self satisfaction that gets me through that next set, and then by the end. Um, I'm in, I don't have anything left. Let's imagine I'm doing this for, for dying children. <laughs> and for those dying kids, I can be bigger than myself at that moment. I see. But it might not get you to the gym as well as anger. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, see, okay. So I think we can all agree that anger is not the healthiest motivator, but I think I tried to skip like a step of enlightenment somewhere where it's like, <laughs> you know, I recognize it's not a great way to be. So you, you know, try to diminish those impulses. And then you realize one day you're fat and lazy. And like, maybe it was better when I was just kind of angry, sometimes a dick. But ultimately things were better just because I hope someday through meditation and other things, I will be a good enough person genuinely to motivate myself with other means. But this is all I got right now. So, when you say this, what do you mean? Anger. Oh. As like a motivator. Okay. And of course, it's not the only thing, but I think it is a powerful thing. Yes. Spite, anger. Fear. Fear is a very strong motivator, arguably the strongest. Yeah. That's a different type of, at least for me, I feel like fear doesn't make me get things well, fear, fear a lot of times it can. I mean, there's like a flight thing, and there's a but there's also a, a hiding aspect which can keep you away from active. Yes, because <laughs> everyone's got different ways they respond to emotions. And yeah, I guess maybe it's just my thing, but fear definitely it doesn't make you go to the gym. Right? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not like I need to get strong yeah. to fight off the badness. I'm afraid I hate myself, so I should go to the gym. No, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. You just go, I think I hate myself. I'm going to eat this ice cream. I think when I was... No, you weren't. I'm trying to think when I was very like active in high school and like in the you know the clubs and whatnot like to make sure i you know went to college and what whatever was this like before the swinger convention phase the swinger convention <laughs> with the old people is that what you're talking about uh, yeah because you were like you were really fit and you were hot stuff and you were throwing your shit all over town and everybody was like slow down johnny and you were like don't tell me what to do remember those days oh yeah well no i was drunk yeah, most of the time fair. that's fair but i think there was an element of like I felt like I was infiltrating society a little bit. Like I always felt sort of like I took pride in that it was a little bit false. Well, what was false? Uh, like me being a quote unquote like achiever type person hmm. who like, you know, took AP classes and like did 
after school activities and whatnot. I never, well, you never came across as like an achiever type of person. No, not in, since you've known me. Absolutely no. not. Okay. But that's what I'm saying is because I've, I also haven't come across as an angry person in that time. Huh. You or, know, or a particularly spiteful person. I feel like I disappoint people in that I, I come off as not an angry person either. And then they get to know me better and they go, oh, that's there too. And then I go, I'm sorry I fooled you. I didn't mean to at the onset, but I did. Yeah. I did mean to. Well, I guess like we talked about before, I, I mean, authenticity is maybe a big thing. For, I, I don't know. I don't. F- <clears throat> I just wish you weren't so two-faced. I mean, I'm glad you're coming clean now, but. Yeah. I'm confused what we were talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I think you were coming clean about just. No, you're angry and it gets you active. Yeah. But you don't, you, you don't come across as angry to people. But you also don't come across as active, so right. But at the time, but those things did once go right. together. When you were a little bit prickly, but you were getting shit done, right? Yeah. I wonder if I had a phase like that. But I think youth <laughs> people are more angry in youth, typically, right? At least as like a teenager. That's a good question. I don't know. You get angry about different things. I feel like injustice is something. People always remain angry about, Meh. but but in, you have a greater sense of what injustice actually is and what what uh, what it means to you as an it's it's so self. You mean you you have a broader idea of what injustice means? Absolutely, but yeah. the older you get, and injustice is, is is like such a selfish feeling. The younger you are, and you get kind of <laughs> madder at macro injustice the older you get. Yeah, and still still find ways to make it very personal. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't, but it's maybe not as good of a motivator. I mean, for some people it is. Yeah. Some people like go to law school and devote themselves to like prisoners' rights and stuff. And I, I, I wish I was one of those people, but I think I need to admit that I'm not and just admit being kind of shitty. Yeah. We never had like a U-turn tragedy happen to us in the life that we're like, well, I have to do this now. Have you ever, have you ever had that like sort of like secret wish like, uh, I wish like something really terrible yeah. happened, so I so I could have used that. I wish as, I had like, a my twin thing. brother that died, so right. I could write this college essay. Right, but you probably you probably have had that like on some level, right? Like on some, you've entertained that fantasy at some point. Yeah, I remember writing the essay when it was like the first time I committed suicide. Not too many people met. <laughs> Never mind, I couldn't, I couldn't finish it. No, I, I'm a pretty good person. I don't, I don't. Don't wish uh, harm on others. I forgot what we were talking about. I don't either. About. I just want to say I'm a good person. Okay. Me too. I'm okay. a good person too. Yeah, I disagree. Let's start. I am a good person. <laughs> no, you are. It's true. Okay, but here's another thing. Okay. Antidepressants. Oh, share. So I haven't yeah. been, I've been, I've been tapering off, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. weaning because mm-hmm. that's gross. I've been tapering <laughs> off mm-hmm. my Prozac mm-hmm. and I've been more angry. Uh, I've also been exercising for the first time in like five years and I've not been sleeping all the time and I feel like I am more uh, capable of navigating what society demands, but maybe not as sweet. Okay. I mean, I don't know. There's these spinal surgeons that were talking to the patients about that were they're starting these things, basically trying to conquer, you know, the epidemic of people overdosing on heroin and 
painkillers and things like that. And so he was known as a long time as a spinal surgeon. You're telling people they're going to be dealing with lots and lots of pain in these recoveries. Oh, I bet, yeah. Uh, the back stuff. And he's like, so, you know, a lot of times for for decades, it was the, the, the thought was keep your patients out of pain. That's what you do as a doctor. You go try to, you know, keep them out of pain. Right. So he would be hopping people up on all sorts of opiates, you know, t- to avoid the pain. That's kind of what they were trying to do as the doctors. And so now he's going that, that for the first time, people are starting to go uh, before the process to go, there's going to be pain. There's going to be, you're going to need to deal with some pain. Right. There's, uh, and that we, we, the opiates and stuff are there, but with that comes the risk of addiction and that that hasn't been like a talk before. Right. That to first be like, there's a risk of addiction, so know that, and also there's gonna be pain. So right. none of this like, you know, oh, I'll, I'll pop the pills to keep the pain at bay. Like, just know it's it's gonna be rough. Yeah. So you're talking about the difference between like admitting the things that are wrong and making the best of it, yes. and sort of pushing it away. There's the rub. Which uh, is kind of like I feel like uh, a lot of the divide between religious people and non-religious people. Uh, in many instances anyway. Um, like you'd be a lot happier if you devoted your life to a higher cause. Yes, and a lot of the ideals they have, they're not like inherently bad. But or anti-intellectual, mind you. Right, but the way it turns out is you're like, well, but that's not how it is. Like, it would be great if we could follow these rules and then everyone's happy, but that doesn't actually make everyone happy. So now we got to deal with this. Yeah. We got to admit what we're actually working with. Which like, you know, like a, like a, you know, a typical liberal person is going to probably support programs. Like you were talking about that, like educate people about, you know, more realistic aspects of drugs. Whereas like uh, being very general, but like the, the, the conservative idea is like the dare program, zero tolerance type of thing, which just doesn't end up working because people do try drugs. And like if they were more if they didn't put weed in the same category as heroin, I think people would be better off because we'd have a more realistic idea of what we're working with. Yes. Because I, I do think that I was somewhat, well, I, I certainly think there's people out there who end up smoking more than they would if we had more of an honest conversation about like, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's not that bad, but it's probably going to make you a little lazier, a little fatter. Um, you know, it's not great for your lungs. It's not as bad as cigarettes, but it's not great. We haven't, well, there's not enough studies to do the, the long-term effects of marijuana use of well but you know okay i mean that's logistics but i'm saying like people become it becomes like a uh like a binary thing where it's like people are like no it's bad and then you've got like the 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 uh ja rastafari white guy in santa cruz is like you know this cures everything this is amazing i'm going to be high all the time every day and that's not a good thing. You shouldn't be high all the time every day. Why not, Johnny? Well, okay, you can. I mean, go ahead. But it's probably not going to help you do what you want to do in life. I know it, it didn't Woody, help me. Woody Harrelson has conquered <laughs> a lot of things. He's accomplished a lot in his day. I just want to bring up Woody Harrelson in every podcast if I can help it. Welcome back to the huge fan. <laughs> Welcome back to the Harrelson cast. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Harrelson hour. 
That's much better. I like that. Thank you. It's alliterative. <laughs> Deceptively so. I know. That's, that's weird about it. Uh, okay. Woody Harrelson is in the new Han Solo movie coming up. Wait, but don't you think... I mean, haven't you had times... Okay, well, I know you have because, I mean, I don't know how much you want to talk about, but, like, with alcohol, mm. um, the idea of, like... Although, I guess this is contrary because you have found a, like, quote-unquote zero-tolerance thing to be effective, correct? Yeah. Yes. So, I guess that is an argument for just, like, not having it around. But I wouldn't say that I don't have it around. I do have it around. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I have it around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you're not I think cutting I have, people I live out. In a stu- I live in a studio. I think I have some, I think I have some vodka in the freezer now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not for me. Right. Yeah. But, like, I, um, I've definitely had periods where I smoked way too much weed. For me, I was always just enough. It was just the right. No, I'm kidding. Of course, I've had. And I, well, maybe I, I probably would have done that anyway. But let's take. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the best example because I was bent on destruction. But uh, oh, I, I think there's people out there who distrusted a lot of things, and because of that, they're making decisions like smoking weed every day. When if they, as a kid, instead of the Dare program, had something where they were just like honest about it, then they might have a different approach, a more like, you know, balanced approach. But everything yeah. you've been told is bullshit, so then you're like, well, fuck it. Like, obviously, this, you know, the government, what they tell me is not correct, so. I, I think that uh, if I were to disparage habitual marijuana use as somebody that uses it habitually, sure, I'd say that the the danger lies in... Uh, excusing and indulging escapism, on, you know, on the regular. So, like, I, I'd say that I use it as an antidepressant, and that's that's effective. But, um, you know, would I be more motivated if I wasn't using it regularly? It's hard to say because a lot of people are unmotivated when they're not on antidepressants. If you're a depressed person, you know, it's like you lack motivation, and yeah. you need, you're on a medication because of it, right? Um, and so, uh, so I think there's there's definitely truth to that, but I don't think that there's enough conversation in the marijuana community about escapism and what that 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 is you know i mean that's that's netflix it's everything it's our culture is built around escapism right now and if that's kind of what you're training yourself for as a youth yeah there's probably something unhealthy about that you know um then again you know uh smoking and and opening up different faculties and uh you know, getting in touch with your artistic side and stuff too that you might not yeah. have otherwise. Yeah. You know, uh, sure. I feel like that part is vastly overrated. I mean, it's given us a lot of pretty great music. I don't know if it has. I think has. a lot of great musicians have enjoyed it. I don't think Jimi Hendrix would have just, you know, been playing. I'm trying to think of someone boring. Don't you think drugs have been around forever? Whether or not we knew, you know, LSD or marijuana, I'm pretty sure drug use has been around forever. Yes. Opium dens and the like. And I I don't know this for sure, but I bet a lot of the times the artistic-minded individuals throughout all of history were some of the more inclined to indulge in That's 100% behavior. true. Right. That is inarguable right but i don't it's sort of i don't know if it's a but is it a chicken and egg situation yeah or a a, what's what am i think trying to think of like a causation versus you know causality versus association or my point being it is definitely a palpable part of artistic progress it is part of it but i i don't know if it's a (laughs) necessary 
Well, okay, so uh, what's his Stevie, name? Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, one of my favorite guys, definitely cleaned up and, uh, you know, things that he used to do. It's a song. Uh, it's, he, he said he could do it, you know, he, and he proved it. He could go out there and shred up the same blues, and he said it's, a, it's, it's part of the myth, you know, as a rock, rock and roll star that you got to sell your soul to the devil um, and everything that, that comes with it. And uh, it's not true. You know, you can go out there and uh, make some great Christian rock albums. <laughs> well, Kubrick had a, a quote. Uh, you know, Stanley Kubrick said an interesting thing once. He's a pervert. If you could allow me to be pretentious for a moment. Uh, Just nah, this once, Johnny. Isn't that, isn't that pretentious? He's cool. He does cool stuff. To, Who? Who to, does cool stuff? Stanley Kubrick. Not anymore. No, but I mean, anyway... Um, Someone asked him about like acid because he has some, you know, things that get very psychedelic. And he said something about like, you know, I certainly have lots of friends who like LSD. I have nothing against it. Uh, but as far as m- like creating art, I think though people associate it with it, it's more for the person enjoying the art. And I don't think it's actually good for the person creating it. I mean, Doc, and- Wat- Doc Watson pitched a perfect game. High on LSD. <laughs> yes. Um, he also was on speed, oh, okay. which people don't talk about, which probably helped. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe maybe it evened out just a bit. But I think you made a really good point about the escapism. I mean, I think the same thing could be said about... So religious people say you shouldn't masturbate. Um, I think... Is that still a conversation that happens? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we can characterize it as generally they're not supporting it. And then uh, there'll always be, if there's some sort of debate, there'll be a medical professional who comes forward and says, it is 100% safe. Like, there's nothing wrong with it, Um, which is essentially true. But I think that, I mean, that's an escapism thing for sure. Right? Right. I think that, well, that's, that's that's the peculiar thing about acts of escapism is that it's escapism and it's something else you know it's it's getting high is um is is you know opening up an artistic faculty to help you draw or play some music or something potentially and it is also causing you to do nothing because you have no motivation right and it's definitely making masturbating so much better (laughs) or i guess and the experience is real in itself either way even if the art you bring back to the regular world you know, it may or may <laughs> it may or may not benefit from yeah, it. Yeah, it might not. But it, be, yeah. your experience is still a legitimate thing. You yeah, know, there is value in your personal subjective experience. Yeah, I think I think therefore I am. This is the problem, though, is what you're judged by is the world that we share. So no one, no one's going to appreciate that you had an awesome experience in your head. And ultimately, unless we, you get high with your bros, bro. Okay, in limited in limited <laughs> amounts, yeah. But you know what I mean. Like, there's there's the individual experience is not going to be appreciated in the same way as something that's the, a more mainstream achievement. If you achieve enlightenment by doing acid, you can't then come back to the sober world and you know, get recognition for that unless it's allowed you to come up with some theory or something that is going to be relevant in the sober, quote unquote, sober world. 
I mean, not for somebody necessary to experience your experience, but to convey part of your experience, you know. Somebody you tripped out and was like, yo, check out this thing called tie-dye. And people look at it and they're like, whoa, trippy. Good work. <laughs> you translated part of your experience. True. You know? But also the tie-dye probably wouldn't have been popular if other people weren't high. So, th- <laughs> <laughs> so then we're just talking about a, like a subset of a shared experience where people are on the same drug. But ultimately, we're all sharing this same, what I call the sober world. That's always going to be the predominant world that you have to live in. I'm afraid so. Unless everybody's hopped up on Soma, and we're yeah. all just having a blast, having a shag. <clears throat> so the anger. Anger. There was less anger with the Prozac. Yeah. Now there's more anger, but more productivity. Right. And I, I think that um, the fi- you know, being displeased with things is part of doing things. I agree. Discontent, you know, uh, they say a great way if you're like not feeling productive at all and you have things you need to get done, set aside 20 minutes to do nothing. Not like listen to music, not look at your phone. Mm-hmm. Sit down and do nothing for literally 20 minutes. Set a timer. And then by the end of that, you're going to be like, Antsy to do a lot because it's, you, it's that's hard. actually excellent advice. That's one of those like things, and like you can make it into like a little meme or something. And yeah. they're they're always bullshit, but that actually really is good advice. I've never actually done that. No, I'm, I'm not going to. No heavens, no. But, but I can imagine. Right. It's 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 hypothetically a very appreciated and applicable. Um, I feel we have six minutes till we're gonna okay. shut down. So I think it's time to do the lightning round. Okay. Okay. So uh, we've decided a few things. This yes. podcast. When it comes to anger, we're for it. Absolutely. When it comes to marijuana, we're for it. Absolutely. When it comes to alcohol, mostly for it. <laughs> but you should acknowledge that it's also part of some escapism. Uh, let's think. Public transportation, not for it. I am for it. Not in Los Angeles. I'm still for it. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You just don't realize you're not yet. No, it's definitely benefited me, made me a stronger person. For when it was one of those things that people are like, oh, it builds character. It built character. It did. I don't know if I like the character, but... Well, okay, it, built it, it builds character in, in the sense that we're talking about, like, discontent yeah. can be good for you. Yeah. But that's I'm not looking for more discontent when I'm taking the goddamn bus to also, work. Also, now I'll tell I'm you, plenty discontented. I'll tell you why. I just want them to have the fucking bus show up that it says will be there. Now people say that public transportation can be a great equalizer, but that's only because like the low only the lower class is taking it. And so I think it equalizes maybe it's it equal, different. That's true. But it equalizes the lower class. But uh, and that's one of the, the nice things about riding it. As a goddamn white boy, Johnny, there's not a lot of other gringos out there on the bus. And I feel like that's part of the reason that a lot of whiteies in L.A. dislike the bus is because they're like, oh, that's not for me, you know? And that's fucked. Whether they realize it or not. Yes, and so I think it's great to take the bus and be like, yeah, I'm not better than these people. I agree. And that's that's palpably the feeling. I'll have to try to get some friends be like, oh, no, you just take the bus over here if you didn't want to drive. And they're like, what? No. And it's because they think they're better than those people. And I'll tell you what, being somebody that's taken the bus for three years and then got, had a car, then had that car go away and then was back to the bus and now I got my wheels again. Every time, as soon as I got the wheels, I was instantaneously so much better than those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that, I would pull up next to him and be like, you losers. You had to wait for this for 45 minutes. I'm getting home in 45 minutes. The whole commute. And I don't have any pants on. <laughs> I don't have any oh, pants wait. on. Oh, wait. You don't have you any pants on either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're break even on that one. We'll break even on that one. But I'm not sitting next to anybody. Um, but what I don't like about it is I'm trying to be that person and they won't let me. <laughs> You just got to talk to your bus driver more and wear less the Fuck that. That's why I'm walking 12 miles a day from the, for the rest of this month. And I hope you out there will join me in protest. Um, I might start a Patreon to go towards walking people. <laughs> it's not going towards me. I'll have to, I'll have to come up with a, a cause that has Definitely something to do with it. You. And I did. Well, not the Patreon thing. That was just a joke. Also, not the 12 miles a day thing. That was too much. But I did uh, basically do the six miles a day. I I tried more, uh, and my body started to literally fall apart. Also, that day in particular, I was kind of a douche because Dan had somewhere to be, and I I forced him to drive me home afterwards after I was very self-righteous about the whole bus thing, uh, you know, it it takes some bite out of it when you're like, I, I, I will not do this, um, but I will impose upon you uh, to do this for me. <clears throat> uh, that said, I think uh, it was a worthwhile experience. Um, also, I should add, um, I do not intend to include other uh, tangential systems along with this. Um, Orange County public transportation effort is excellent. Trains. Trains have been serving the country very well for many, many years. Check out Union Station. It is truly the nicest place you will ever see someone urinating in public. And I mean that as a legitimate compliment. It, it, it's a very well-kept place. LA buses, though. Time has passed. Has my ire lessened? No, it has not. No, I do not wish you harm, but I do wish... um death upon you. Mm. No, yeah, I think that's fair. And with that, I will conclude another adventure of two male receptionists. Where'd you find a fine man like Mike? Come on, you remember. I found him through the Psychic Friends Network.